Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth and liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today is Share the Show Tuesday, and I would say if you know anyone who needs a little pick-me-up, who wants real news, who wants a laugh, who wants some company during these corona times, please share the show. Because a show called the Drive Time News Blast needs a little extra push when there's no drive time. And a libertarian show who's has to suffer from a governmental ban on driving is extra painful. Very hard to take. Very hard to take. And I, uh, I've been talking about some kinds of pushback here. I'm trying to conjure up a 4th of July march on D.C. That's my hashtag, 4th of July march on D.C. In order to protest that legislation, unprecedented size and scope legislation is being passed while the First Amendment is suspended. And I would say we can, it would make sense to repeal those. I think we should march on it. But I'm beginning to wonder if 4th of July is too soon. I'm looking at the Event 201 stuff, and they said that it looked like the the virus was under control for the first six months, but then there was a flashpoint, and that would be May, and that is, I think we might still be seeing that. I completely agree that there's go, this is going to continue going on. This type of operation would not be put in place for it to end before it has the true psychological long-lasting impact. Right now, I think people psychologically would be affected for an extended period of time, but I think ultimately in about a year, people would go back to their normal habits. I think there's going to be, it has to happen again, basically. So much is right about what you're saying. First of all, people would snap back, whereas the Ventua One thing said it would be a decade of economic pain, societal impacts would last even longer. And you just pointed out something that I had ignored as a as an a sign the last time it happened, but I'm not I, I think you're right. I used to say, so Trump was uh an extravagant psyop, in my opinion. As soon as he launched his campaign and said that stuff about immigrants, the Kate Steinle psyop happened in San Francisco. I'm the only one who identified that as a psyop, as far as I can remember, really. And it absolutely panned out that it was. And I remember all along you were, saying... You were very surprisingly accurate on that. It was, I mean, and they changed Well, what's his surprising is crazy. that the guy got off. Yeah. And and the person who got him off paid with his life in my opinion. Yeah. But normally they don't get off. Normally they they go they get railroaded like that all these FBI stings and everything they get railroaded. This case just didn't work out that way and it happens to be one that I identified. But all along I was saying I think Trump might be the nominee, not all along, but after a while I was like this is too much of a big psyop for him to just be an also ran to make Jeb Bush look like the better choice. Like this psyop is too big and then he did get the nomination, and I just didn't snap to the fact that the PSYOP was so damn big that he was going to take it all. You know, that's how big that PSYOP was, and that this PSYOP is that big, and there is absolutely no way they're putting all this effort into it. I mean, think about what they have got going here. They're not squandering it until everybody's wish list is fulfilled, and even if that includes bankrupting the country. I, I think you're exactly right. This is a prime opportunity. 
Uh, somebody sent us a message, by the way, I wanted to say, because they liked your idea about the 4th of July thing, even if, if there is an opportunity for it to happen. And they, they had some ideas they, about a group. And one of the suggestions they said was American Citizens for the Enactment of the Constitution. ACE USC was the acronym <laughs> that they sent. Well, I think my only hesitation is that I'm afraid that the First Amendment won't be restored by 4th of July. However, if it's not, maybe that's all the more reason to just say, forget it. You know, let's just march. Let's let's exercise all of our rights at once and and expect them to, to get out of the way. But it would be very hard to do that, especially since what they have, the stranglehold they have on the people is, and this is why psyops and propaganda, you know, one of the many reasons they're so, so powerful is the facts do matter. So like I'll always say, I don't, you don't have to believe my conspiracy theories. Just don't let them take away the Bill of Rights. Don't do it. Stand firm. If you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, that's fine. But once you realize this stuff is not true or that they're false flag operations, that they're using events that they have created or are lying about in order to get you to support certain policies, to tolerate certain things... And that if you knew the truth, you would not support those policies, then it matters what the truth is. And as much as I would like to say that we have a responsibility to stand firm in the face of dire fear, people think that this is some kind of unprecedented thing. What you have to remember is we actually have from sanitation, nutrition, and medicine, the best protections against our biological vulnerabilities that we've ever had in civilization's history, 10,000 years. So why would you think that the fundamental laws that have emerged over that time do not anticipate disease or weren't a consideration. Disease was not a consideration in still moving towards liberty. I mean, that's the thing. So people should stand firm, but they really won't as long as they believe the story. And the story has holes in it, and people are proving it from the statistics to the empty hospitals movement, which I'll have more to talk about in a second, but you go. Kissinger had an article in the Wall Street Journal that kind of uh, speaks to that. He's talking about the time to take advantage of things right now with this crisis going on. He said a couple of things that I think might be triggering to you. One of them, he said, the crisis effort, however vast and necessary, must not crowd out the urgent task of launching a parallel enterprise for the transition to the post-coronavirus order. That has been absolutely huge in the news today. How do you reopen the economy? And that's when it really snapped to me that this was going to have a flashpoint a la Event 201. They said there would be a flashpoint in May. You know, if you follow their lie, they didn't say May, but it was six months in. And as they're talking about how to reopen the economy without risking a resurgence of the disease, I realize that we're being set up. So everyone who's pushing this idea of moderation, let people come back slowly if they're not essential, whatever, keep an eye on it. And they, so they're going to do it slowly. They're not going to have vaccine certificates or Bill Gates's tattoos or ID 2020. They're not going to do it that way because they're going to respect the balance of liberty and security. And then it's going to be a fucking disaster. And they're going to be like, see what happens? See what happens when you respect people's individual liberty? You know, we must have these tattoos. It's like then people will ask for the tattoos. Yes, the public yeah, will okay. demand the yes, tattoos. Yes, Karen, Karen will kick you in the nuts. It's the engineering. If you try to go to yeah. work Absolutely. without the tattoo, she'll she's going to be pissed. She's going to be at at your workplace. 
She's going to be yelling in your face. She's going to be protesting, and they give them these protest actions. They talk about that in the crisis communication material. People need to have these actions that you give them, even if they're meaningless. And he admitted that sometimes they're meaningless, even harmful to the people, but they need actions to be given so that they can feel like they are achieving that purpose. And one of those actions is harass people, snitch on people. The, the, and I think one thing that I don't know if anyone would identify this, but I'm seeing it is that Karen, you know who Karen is. Yeah. Karen, so there's OK Boomer. So the baby boomers like OK Boomer. Roseanne Barr thinks they're trying to eradicate her demographic. OK Boomer. And then, but then there's Karen, who's like the mom who's screaming at the kid in his car with the windows rolled up for driving down the street during, you know, whatever. So this is Karen, who's just in your fucking face. And I say Karen is a soft Democrat. Karen isn't like a MAGA chick with a gun, like that's somebody else. Karen is a soft Democrat, like, well, we need healthcare, we need a safety net, and but you know, you should still work hard and get blah blah blah. But you know, and they and Trump, he's just, oh, I mean, he is just bad. That kind of thing. The the chick next to you at the soccer game is Karen. Yeah. So, but your indivisible snap with Linda Sarsour, vote for who we tell you to, those are the hard ones. Those are the hard left. Those are the liberal fascist left. And they, when you mess with Karen's kids, you know, this is the, you know, this is the chick when Karen snaps, she kills the, the cheerleading competitor. You know what I mean? Like, is, is the mom from Ozark, is she Karen? She kind of seems like Karen with this description. I stopped watching that when it just got, you know, any kind of like grotesque brutality. I can't, I just stop it. Don't piss off Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she might be, or like even the Breaking Bad wife, which Uh, I guess the Ozark wife is the same. They're a different generation. Like there would be a younger version of like the Breaking Bad wife, but she kind of started as Karen. And then, but they, but like these moms, like this is, they really take the kid thing seriously. Like their kids are an extension of their own ego. They are their work and they have to like be that way. So if you fuck with that, they can go out, they will, you'll turn them to be the hard radical. You know, all all holds barred. I will gouge your eyes out if you get in my kid's way or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to stereotype or generalize or anything. I'm just saying what you're seeing. And this could be a fabricated stereotype. But what I'm saying is that you're, all the tactics they're using on the indivisible, the resistance, the hard left, the kind of unemployed student loan, got time to protest left. Now Karen has time to protest. And you're That's messing with point. her kid and you're making, you're getting it to her and you're thinking, you're threatening her directly through her own mind. Like she's just fucking paranoid about her kids being sick. She only has two kids. Like in the old days, mom has nine kids. You know, she only has two fucking kids. I have to count. Sorry, I've been using the F-bomb. Well, you're fired up. It's all right. I'm a little fired up. (laughs) They go out probably as a a task they've given themselves. I I bet that there's some Karens going around. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to find some people violating the shelter in place order. I'm going to violate the shelter in place order because I'm a I'm a vigilante, a shelter in place vigilante. I remember when the women's marches, the Me Too marches, the Pussy Hat marches were happening and a super, super liberal kind of friend slash acquaintance of mine still talks to me as if I understand where she's coming from, which I absolutely <laughs> do not. And she she's like, you know, so I just told my husband, you watch the kids. I'm going to the Me Too march. You know, I just had to do it for me. You know what I mean? I just had to do that for me. And I'm like, that's something you think of as doing for you. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it satisfied her and a deeply, you know, like a self-defining way. And that was just interesting to me that like she thought of that as something to do for her, not like I need to, like for me, I've marched against Obamacare, even though I'm a narco-capitalist, but I was like, look, man, we probably have to kick this can because if the economy switches to where it's more than 50% supported by the government, it can never go back from that tipping point. And I kind of have a responsibility to my kids to fight like every revolutionary. I mean, the 20 years of blood of tyrants and patriots or you're forever kicking the can. You have to be hyper vigilant. I mean, these are our responsibilities as human links in the chain, if that's how you want to think of it. And but I, I never thought of it as doing it for me. I yeah. mean, I definitely don't feel like doing that. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, I'm ranting. But no, I have you're so great. Many big I headlines. I awesome. have huge headlines, but I still like these are just insights that as I dabble with the the, the news and stuff, which I don't want to do, but we're kind of in close quarters now. Uh-huh. So like anybody who's watching TV, someone puts the news on, and I'm just like, don't you know how much I hate the news? And they look at me and they're like, but you. Your whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking hate it. Please turn it off right now. I have to like have a very controlled environment. I can't just have it screaming at me from my now giant TV. Yeah. Let me give you another Kissinger quote because it goes to what you were saying. He says, we need to develop new techniques and technologies for infection control and commensurate vaccines across large populations. Cities, states, and regions must consistently prepare to protect their people from the pandemics through stockpiling, cooperative planning, and exploration at the frontiers of science. That last part, he's saying, I think that he's saying tracking apps, 5G, Internet of Things. We need to have, be able to know where people are all the time. Contact tracing needs to be absolutely easy. I My guess is he didn't even write that. He's a million years old. Like he's I mean, he very might old. Have. Yeah, but even this stuff is straight out of the event 201 thing. I mean, every one of them, I stopped reading it to everybody in real time because it's just kind of boring to hear. But if you look at our the, what we have, I think I pinned it to the top of the com. It shows the event 201 where you can find the footage, where you can find Spiro's montage, where you can find the call to action, where you can find the work we did, the show that the shows, WSB shows that got probably got us thrown off the air and our special report on coronavirus, which has it all. On event 201, but these things that you're hearing, these prescriptions, these timelines, everything is straight. I have a hashtag straight out of event 201 and they're all doing it. And and the fact that people won't see it, it's like liberals who who used to know that 9-11 was an inside job yeah. and then stop. They stopped knowing that. It's crazy. And you, you call them on it and they're just like, well, you know, that was something else. You know, I don't you know, like, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. It's like, yes, I'm totally want to get you started on that because the whole house of cards falls down like anyone who believes and this is why jfk is so important anyone who believes that jfk was not killed by a lone gunman believes that every president since then has engaged in that cover-up that means the coup was successful and permanent they believe what again if you believe that jfk was not killed by a lone government gunman like if you believe that jfk was murdered by a conspiracy you have to believe that lbj obama clinton carter nixon reagan everybody has participated in that cover-up yeah that they that they have no they don't have enough power to go in there and crack the code on that. as president i would kind of want to know hey can i get my head blown off or really was that guy you know 
you would want to know. So that's why I feel like anytime there's a coup like that, if it's not exposed, you have to assume the coup was successful and permanent. And that's true for 9-11 and, and all this stuff. So I'm just saying, if you open your eyes to the facts, like this is cognitive dissonance at its finest. Event yeah. 201 is a blueprint for what's happening. That's interesting there. This is cognitive dissonance. And as easy as a term that is to understand by definition, it's also very easy to ignore it when it's going on within us. And the people who run these operations are well aware of that. They have been doing well over 100 years of psychological research and testing and developing techniques through the Tavistock Institute, using Freudian techniques. Bernays was a major part of this, Walter Lippmann. They've been testing these things since long before World War One, and they understand the the fallacies and the human thinking and the brain. And they understand that we are blind to them in the fact that we don't want to recognize the limitations of our own thinking. And we don't want to recognize when we have publicly aligned ourselves a certain way. That's one thing they like to do. They like to get people to make public actions, like yes. the protest actions. And they do that as a psychological commitment to that position. And even doing something differently makes you feel discord internally and they, they just have it's it's fascinating reading about this research they have but it totally it's playing humanity like a video and game and so people true. think they're immune to it people have been i i like made sure that my twitter was completely open to anybody who wanted to talk to me and i'm i keep getting like cc'd on like 20 person threads yeah so and then I just I can't get through all my things. So sometimes I have to mute it when it has nothing to do with me. But every once in a while, I'll not realize that I just got invited into a cluster and I'll like respond like, oh, I don't think that's right. You know, not realizing these are a bunch of random people. I don't know. And uh, and people, they just start screaming at you like you're a fucking conservative. You can't see one thing like if it's your guy, it's fine. But if it's the other guy, it's not. I'm like, I'm definitely not. That guy. <laughs> I don't like, know who I'm talking for, to. <laughs> for sure. Not that guy. But what it shows is because they themselves are revealing that they are that guy. You know, they're just like on their side. They'll say whatever. They'll scream at people who they don't know, who they think have the wrong label. And it, it may like I'm laughing at some of these people, sophisticated people who have their own platforms. I'm laughing at them, thinking that that our problem is R or D or red or blue or our fake ideology. There is no capitalism versus socialism thing. This is just a it's a technocracy from the top that now we can see controls the entire world, if not physically through use of force through the mind and they really this two-party psyop boy they really cracked the code on that you said they've been working on it for 100 years they have not come up with something better than that in a hundred years Absolutely. probably ten thousand. yeah harold laswell lays this out pretty simply in his books from like 1920 uh, propaganda in world war three parts of every government's war operation their machine and that's economic the economic sanctions that's the physical war and propaganda war and propaganda war is the main one that goes on all the time around the clock everywhere and it's all they need i was just thinking about that i was like thank god they just gave us a pandemic and not a fucking plague <laughs> or a real hot war you know yeah. like they feel like they can accomplish it without killing people although i'll tell you they want to kill people i mean bill gates wants to kill people so what, or he wants to reduce the population. Let's be specific. He wants to reduce the population. If he wants to do that by completely stopping birth rate, I don't know. 
but I'm a little suspicious that this thing isn't really killing enough people to actually serve the purposes of war. And then this thing with China, I feel like, so I'm worried about the vaccines as being sterilizing or really debilitating that you're really going to have a problem with that or the 5G maybe is going to have a sterilizing effect or I don't know what, what's going to happen with the 5G, but I feel like they're going to just blame that on the after effects of the coronavirus. Yeah. And then the China thing, I feel very strongly that it's a cold war and not a hot war, that they are colluding to deliver to us, that China and the U.S. are colluding to deliver a cold war into the minds of the public. And that will result in a lot of like defense spending and all that. But none of this stuff is actually killing people, but it is that the propaganda is enough for all the purposes of war as laid out in the report from Iron Mountain, except for population control. And this war with, for 5G, we had this thing with Huawei going on, Huawei, the Chinese Mm -hmm. tech company and Kind of a which is all about business. It has nothing to do with security. I was really digging into that. Yeah, it's kind of launched kind of an arms race, so to speak, in developing five G infrastructure, and then that arms race has been expedited by this coronavirus thing, where it's like we have to get everything in place. So this that's like the Cold War, the arms race, the result of it developing this technology at a rapid speed and implementing it without people knowing it. And here's the thing. This is one of my big, big stories. It ties right into that. Trump came out and he wants a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. He wants to finance it with 50-year infrastructure bonds, which he talked about long before this thing came down. And I believe I caught just a moment, a little clip on the radio. I couldn't find it when I looked it up on the internet, but it was from today or yesterday where he said, Uh, Well, this is not the Green New Deal. This is all about jobs, but it will be the Green New Deal. It will be the 5G. It will be electrical and internet infrastructure. It will target rural. I mean, that's stuff that I've seen. They say it's about roads and everything. It'll be electric roads. It'll be roads for driverless cars. It's going to be all of that stuff. It will come down then, and it is, and and they're using, they are hitting so many agenda items with this thing. I've seen some articles pop up about internet solutions like 5G solutions that are going to make it easy for rural areas to get connected. Because as you mentioned a long time ago, they target those rural mm-hmm. areas because they, they want to get are, rid of them totally. Yeah, they're outside they that done. framework of the Borg and they need them roped in. And they in. can grow food. Yeah. They have room to grow God food. God I mean, I know. It is pretty crazy. So Boris Johnson... Mm-hmm. You absolutely nail. I don't know if you said it on air or just to me, but I remember when that happened. Lots of celebrities are getting this, and you said, "Oh, he might be the sacrificial lamb." I'm I, wor- I was worried you- about him from the day he yeah. got it. So I asked my husband. My husband was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's really sick." And I said, "Hmm." I said, "Is he?" Because I thought maybe he could just disappear. Like I think Assange, Edward Snowden, Epstein. Weinstein, I think those guys can just kind of fake their own deaths, basically. And I said, is he married? And he's like, no, he has a girlfriend. And I think she's pregnant. She and I was is. like, well, he might just disappear. <laughs> he might off himself <laughs> and go to Epstein's Island. That's possible. I'm worried about him, whether I, I don't maybe I, I hope that that's the case. I, I, ho- I don't hope something bad happens to him. I hope he's, he's a okay. deep state guy. I would way rather back. him go off from to the an day island. he was born. See, him getting this, as you've pointed out many times, he is like a surrogate representative of Trump. So they relate, they they reflect him back. So 
going after him is like going after Trump, and they like to compare them. So and then it's Trump like a proxy for Trump symbolically died yes. of his own stupidity. Exactly, nice. and he did Sorry. boast about it. <laughs> Boris, before all this happened, he was talking about how he was shaking hands with people. He wasn't worried about it. And then he got sick and now he's in ICU. So it's it's really an an example. It's pinning the squirrel on the wall, like you said. <laughs> I think it's nailing it to a tree. I do say put it on the wall, but I think the squirrel goes My granddad tree. used to do that. Actually nailed them to the tree? I think he I think he'd put it on the side of the house as a warning. As a warning other, to other yeah. squirrels? Yeah, I guess that works. I, I don't know. Another, I'm not sure what I covered of all my notes because we, we were actually just conversing. So I don't know what headlines I haven't hit yet. But let's, uh, one another thing that you really were ahead of is this ventilator thing. I mean, that was just like a coincidence oh, yeah. that you happened to, right? I mean, that you just informed us about your experience with the ventilators just before everybody else in the world admitted about a week before and then trump and sanjay gupta was on last night on cnn anderson cooper brought the question up are they dangerous or whatever and then sanjay gupta says that between 40 and 80 percent of people never come off of them and i'm watching that and we talked about this last week and i'm going this guy is the world's most famous doctor slash journalist why did it take him this long to tell people that and he's been promoting ventilators all along as a de facto solution. And this is why this whole idea, which is straight from the left, Saul Alinsky, this do something idea. Well, it's better to do something than do nothing or to have somebody like Bill Gates who has no medical training call, calling the shots on this stuff. To have politicians making these pronouncements because they want money and power. They will do this stuff without, if, if you could decide whether to have, I mean, they make stuff up to sell like the stories of the government corruption of making things that nobody needed or not even making the stuff and just taking the money i mean the the incentives for we think about this everything that we're allowing our governments to do is an act of faith is just simply an act of faith we are assuming that their goals objectives and interests are aligned with ours that's a great point and that they're using their power and their their judgment in the same way we would for our benefit. That's why I want to see the stats and the cost-benefit analysis of the policies that they're implementing because I don't have faith in them and that's a simple thing to demand and it's why I want the First Amendment restored before any more legislation. And the general public also assumes that they are not psychopaths, that they are not Machiavellian because most people aren't psychopaths. Most people are not Machiavellian. However, those who go to positions of power, that is exactly what they are. And I think this is like well-studied, proven, whatever, but it just stands to reason. I mean, it's just an old adage. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's that when they're in, or power corrupts is the first part of that. And, and the last part is great men are very rarely good men. Yeah, that's a good one. So that was, I think that was Lord Acton. So the idea is that, it, that yes, you bad guys can go in that position, but anybody in that position, it's very hard. It's like Howard Stern said. He's like, no one will ever tell me if these genes look good or not. I've now reached the point where no one will ever tell me the truth about anything. And when you don't have any feedback, if you don't have the First Amendment to have people in the, on the lawn saying, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. You can do whatever you want. And you will very quickly employ that ethical glass ceiling, which makes you believe that you stop questioning whether your interests are aligned with your constituents when you find an answer that says, sure, sure it is. Right. And then they do it. And then you've got things like, we absolutely need 40,000 ventilators. And they're like, well, if you've got 40,000 ventilators and you don't get paid unless you use them, you're going to have 40,000 people on a ventilator. And then your mortality rates quite likely will go up. Especially if they're not receiving the proper care and they're being isolated. Like we talked about being isolated and put on a ventilator is you have to have somebody with you and so, and there to support you and advocate for you. And they're taking that opportunity away from people and possibly putting people on ventilators prematurely. That is what some doctors have come out and kind of blown the whistle on over the past couple of days. I have a little uh, Epstein tidbit for you. I, I did notice some the, Epstein news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that for the patron 15. Okay. I want to encourage people to sign up for Patreon, to sign up for our, uh, our to be a patron, subscribe to our stuff. We, I would say we provide a very, very high quality product for a very reasonable price. Five bucks. That's an extra 15 minutes for every drive time news blast. We're doing parties. We're going to do some deep dives, um, full interviews, people I'm on. I probably do somebody else's show once a week. I'll make sure you get that in its entirety. And, uh, I highly recommend propaganda report at Patreon. I do too. It's 16, 17 cents a day. It's actually a little bit less than that because we add extra content on that. So, See, I think it's more interesting to say that you're getting more than a dollar. It costs less than a dollar an hour, maybe half that, because we're giving so much extra content. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I was clicking our outro music there, and I clicked the wrong one. Well, we have to <laughs> decide how we're going to tier that up and stuff. But I feel like for while we're in the coronavirus times, we should keep it cheap, keep it simple, try to let people access it and still pay the bills to the extent we can. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. Come a Patreon. Patron. <laughs> I will You'll continue never... to say that wrong. No, you won't. You'll it's get it right. It's very confusing with eventually. the website at times. And yeah. we will talk to you guys tomorrow.